guys. We are fixing the audio. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 45 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We're your coaches, Coach Dylan and Coach Lauren. And today is our weekly Friday Q&A. This is always fun. Yep, the fun Q&A. So if you guys do have any other questions, feel free to drop them in the chat and we will get to those at the end. But for now, we have our questions out of our question box from the week. So let's just get right into them. All right. Question number one, recommendations on developing waist control. How can I shrink my waist? Mm, Good question. Number one, stomach vacuums are the goats. When I had my like all time best ab waist control, I was doing so many stomach vacuums and stuff like that. I've definitely been lacking, need to get back on it. Yeah, I recently got back into it, starting to do five stomach vacuum holds every single morning. And honestly, if you're not in prep, like if you're just doing five stomach vacuum holds year round in the morning, like that's completely fine, I believe, for that ab control. And when it comes to getting a smaller waist, well, Losing body fat is going to help give you a smaller waist to an extent, but then of course genetics play a huge role in that as well. You can't just keep getting it smaller forever. Yes, genetics plays such a big role in how your waist looks. Even if you lose as much body fat as you possibly can, like some people just can't get that snatched waist and it fucking sucks. I know, but some people's genetics just aren't like that. And some people can have that snatched waist year round, not doing anything. So It just, it does come down a lot to genetics on your actual waist structure to your hip structure. You can't change your hip bones or anything like that either. So always remember that there is a point where you might just be at your max. Exactly, guys. Exactly. Next question. Fastest way to get stronger? Well, fastest way to get stronger, I would say, would probably be um, eating more, putting on some good size, making sure your body is fueled enough to get stronger. That is going to be a huge factor. Yes. And of course you need to make sure that your training does match up with your goals. If you literally only care about getting stronger, like this makes me think you might be a power lifter or something really trying to get good at these specific lifts. Your training needs to reflect this. You're not going to be training like a bodybuilder. If all you care about is getting stronger at specific movements you're probably going to be doing a lot lower rep range and training just really looks night and day different. Yeah, you're going to do a lot longer rest breaks between sets, uh, probably have a ton of intra carbs and really focus on trying to maximize every single set of those like three to six rep range, I would say. And on top of that, then you look at where are you weakest in these lifts? So where are you weak on the bench press? Are you weak on the bench press? in the hole at the bottom of the movement okay then what you should do is try some deficit uh presses where you start with the bar right along your chest and you have to press it up things like that can help with uh, improving your certain deficiencies in those lifts and that's what would help you maximize your strength the fastest really working on your weaknesses for sure all right next question if you could be one animal for the rest of your life what would it be and why Hmm, that's a really good question. Ooh, I think I would be a sea turtle because they live to like 200 and they just fucking vibe on the beach. I just want to be a sea turtle in Maui. Mm, that's a good one. I would be a cat because shocker because I love cats. They get to just be lazy all day, lay in the sun, and I just love cats. What kind of cat? I don't know. Probably that's tough. If I'd want to be like a house cat versus a wild cat, probably a house cat. Think you'd be a rag doll? 
No. <laughs> That's what I see. All right, next question. I'm a female who is currently 10% body fat. How do I stay this lean and put on muscle? Well, first of all, you're probably not 10% body fat. You're on fucking crack. Yeah, if you're 10% body fat, you should not be trying to maintain that because that's very, very, very low for a female. Yeah, that would be like you're an open bodybuilder, uh, female, open IFBB pro bodybuilder if you're 10% body fat. Yeah, so first off... We would obviously need to see photos to see if you're at a healthy body fat that you should be sustaining. If it is, then you don't have to put on any crazy body fat or anything like this when you are trying to put on muscle. It's just important to make sure that you are in a small calorie surplus. You're really taking your training very seriously, tracking your lifts, then you can really maximize everything. But again, if you are talking about like your stage lean right now and wanting to maintain that while putting on muscle, that's probably realistically just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Like it's just not going to be good for your hormones, not going to be good for your hunger signaling. That just does not happen to 99.9% of people. Unless you are utilizing performance enhancing drugs, then there's a shot that you could stay pretty close to stage lean year round. Yeah, pretty close, but still just, it's a different type of lean. So just make sure you're not trying to maintain a body fat that's too low because you're probably just going to be hurting your progress all around you're not going to be able to put on the muscle get stronger and just wasting a lot of time exactly 100 percent. next question how long should i be with a coach before i compete a pretty long time i mean there's no perfect number but i always say the longer the better yeah 100 percent longer the better that is the perfect answer i would say um it just depends on who you are. If you're a newbie and you just like don't really track, you haven't really like paid attention to your maintenance calories, haven't tried to track your food very much before, you just kind of just like lifting in the gym, you just have really been just really focusing on the lifting part, then I would say a year, honestly, because it just takes a lot to learn the lifestyle, to get used to tracking your food. And then also your metabolism probably isn't in the best place to be getting on stage in a reverse diet. Usually takes something like 24 weeks. And so you need to account for all this time and then prep's going to be 20, 24 weeks. So I would give yourself a year with a coach before you get on stage. That's my general rule of thumb. Yeah. And that's if you already do have a couple years of training under your belt, at least so many girls will only have four or six months of training under their belt and then try to go into a prep. And I mean, you're going to lose more muscle in this prep than you did have this four months you spent building it. Like you need to make sure that you don't crush the process. I know it looks super fun the glam of show day you want to get that physique but also remember like you're not going to be maintaining that physique either yeah and if you don't have any muscle to show you're not going to get that physique you're not going to have any shoulders to show you're still just going to look soft everywhere just because you have no muscle no you're not going to be building muscle in prep so just keep that in mind prep is not for building muscle you need to already have all of the muscle that you need and more yeah you need extra muscle so then when you lose it you're still look big exactly all right next question how much does competing cost Ooh. okay so generally competing um will cost you have to remember you have to pay for your npc membership or really you have to pay for a membership of whatever federation that you're joining then you have to pay for each division of your show that's going to be something like i would say combining all those we'll just say four hundred dollars five hundred dollars um we're not going to count um even a coach in this if it's a coach it's way 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 more travel hotel let's just say that's another six hundred dollars 
$500, your bikini, $800, heels, even more. Like, added up probably at $2,500 minimum. Just for the show day. Yeah. Like, and that's not including hair, makeup, tan, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, just the show day, getting to that show and paying for all that stuff is probably close to three k, And that's not including, obviously, all the supplements you take for years leading up, the groceries, your time spent with your coach, gym yeah. membership, like, all that type of stuff. It adds up. I think a good estimation for a female would be around like five to six K just depending on how long you are working with your coach before, but you need to be in a good place financially where paying a coach a few hundred dollars a month isn't the biggest deal ever to you because there's going to be so many other expenses. If you can't afford to pay a coach, you can't afford to compete. Like that's just the reality of it. Like, and it's you, it's going to do you more harm than good trying to compete, trying to diet down without having all the correct supplementation, without the right guidance. It's just not fucking worth it. Exactly. It's something that you just need to be in a good place for. It is not a cheap sport. And guess what? You also don't win anything. Yeah, you don't make any money, guys. You just get like plastic rings or a fake sword. So you really have to fucking love the process and genuinely just really like competing or else it is not going to be a very enjoyable process. 100%. 100%. Next question favorite protein source for a cut or a bulk well um i guess this is pretty dependent your protein sources don't really need to like change and cut and bulk but if you're talking about like higher calorie protein sources versus lower calorie protein sources and a cut obviously you're gonna more often opt for these (laughs) leaner um meats lean chicken lean fish lean turkey even lean beef egg whites instead of eggs protein powder things like that but then in a bulk you can get away with some fattier meats eggs things like that eggs are probably like i love eggs for sure um in the bulk and then you can get away with some 100 percent grass-fed ground beef i would still not get it super super fatty just because it's just going to be too much fat to protein ratio it's going to end up hurting your macros Um, i would say 90 10 beef or leaner 100 grass-fed because grass-fed actually does impact the digestibility of the fat in your body and the nutrient profile so you really want to actually make sure you are getting 100 grass-fed exactly it's like as protein gets higher in calories it's not ever the carbs it's going to be increasing it's always going to be the fat that's increasing along with the protein so sometimes that ratio just gets way off and you're going to be like 20 grams of protein for 20 grams of fat and that's just not something that's going to really work for anyone's macros because you still have a protein goal to hit most people's fat intake still isn't that high even in a growing phase my fat right now i am at 240 grams of protein 555 grams of carbs 55 grams of fat that's it yeah men's fat can stay very very low year round females typically it will get a little bit higher i'm on like 500 carb and i'm on like 75 grams of fat so mine's still higher but i still can't get away with eating like super fatty meats all the time and still hitting my protein and fat goals yeah 100 percent uh so yeah cut leaner meats stay away from the fatty meats eggs and bulk you can get away with really um just about anything in moderation all right How do I know when it is time to do a cut? Well, um, number one, where is your metabolism at? If your metabolism isn't a good place, I don't care about what your body composition is. I don't care about how you're feeling about how you're looking in the mirror because you're just going to end up actually doing more harm than good. So that's the number one thing you got to look at. Yes, it is so common. I know we just talked about this a couple episodes ago, but... 
someone would come out of comp prep. They had a very, very hard comp prep. So right after they rebound, they gain a bunch of body fat because they start binge eating. They start eating a lot of food and then they get super uncomfortable. So they try to go back into a deficit. They try to start starving themselves again and eating low calorie because they just want to get that body fat right back off. But in this process, you're going to do so much harm to your body, to your metabolism. It is not ready for another cut and it won't be for a long time. This is why taking a reverse so seriously is so important to minimize that body fat that you put on because it's either going to make the rest of your improvement season a lot more comfortable or a lot more uncomfortable and you're really setting yourself up for failure if you don't stick to a reverse diet. Yep, 100%. How many of us uh, in our early fitness days were you know trying to bulk for just three months and then they're like, okay, time to cut for the next nine like exactly. that's what you're doing. No, like, you need to be in a surplus for at least twice as long as you're in that deficit. Yep, 100%. So that means, guys, if you do a four-month uh, cut, then you need to have that other eight months for a surplus. Yep, do not rush the process because you're probably just going to end up either coming back from the next cut, either looking the same or maybe even looking worse. So take your time. You need a proper growing phase before going into another deficit and you cannot remain in a deficit forever. So you got to take breaks. Exactly. 100%. Next one. Number one tip to stop snoozing my alarm. Just stop. (laughs) Put it across the room. Then you really have no excuse. If you're getting up and putting in the effort to go snooze your alarm and then get back in bed. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Then it's on you. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. I'll (laughs) tell you to your face. Um, Other things you can do is having a really, really good sleep routine so you know you actually are getting enough sleep every night. That can help for sure because, of course, if you're getting to bed four hours before your alarm goes off, yeah, your body's going to be like, please, please give us more sleep. So really, really good healthy sleep routine is going to help. We use a sunrise alarm. That also helps because it starts the light like 15, 30 minutes early and like it starts slowly raising up its brightness, raising up its brightness. And so then it's like you're waking up with the sunrise and a lot of times it'll lighten your sleep so then it's easier to wake up. Yeah, I don't know if the light typically wakes me up, but the cats always wake me up when the lights go off. So that works too. Yeah, the cats love it. Yeah, (laughs) the cats are like, oh, the light's turning on, time to wake up. Yeah, exactly. So whatever, but literally putting your alarm either like close to another room or on the other side of the room like there that is the most important thing because totally like if my alarm was right on my bedside like I feel like sometimes maybe I would just hit it like halfway asleep still like I'm sure that could happen but if it's on the other side of the room like I physically have to get up because also the longer our alarm goes for it just starts getting super loud yeah, and, like we'll wake I up have, our neighbors yeah I like have to get up super fast and turn it off and then I'm up not getting back in bed yeah 100% never get back in bed um anything else to add to that i don't think so i think that's pretty good for that last question tips on going sober um well it all comes down to like what is your why why do you want to go sober and is this something you actually want to do because there's you know there's a line where some people it turns out a lot worse for them if they do try to go cold turkey and completely cut it out like there's nothing wrong with a couple drinks a month just like as a social casual thing but some people don't have that self-control and they do need to fully cut it out to be able to you know limit themselves so it really does come down to which one you think will be better for you because realistically 
two drinks a month, it's not going to impact your goals. But if you don't have that self-control where you know you can keep it at that, then you might have to cut it out completely. Yep, that's basically what I had to do, and now I can have way better self control with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but that's because I did have I did cut it out for a really long time, cold turkey. And then when you re- reintroduce it, do not reintroduce it by going and getting fucking wasted. Reintroduce it by having like a glass of wine. Like exactly. Reintroduce it by having something really light. And I would just honestly recommend if you're trying to go sober or limit your drinking. Don't drink to get drunk. Like that's my biggest recommendation because if you're drinking to get drunk, you are going to end up falling off and binge drinking, blacking out. I know like that's, I cannot, like I have not drank to, and gotten to the point of being like drunk and fucking since I was 18. Yeah. Also pro tip, come and move to Miami. You will not be able to afford drinking. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> 20 bucks a pop. Yep. 100%. So it's really just, you know, stay sober uh, like even if you have a couple drinks, just don't let yourself get more than a little buzz because then you still have your wits about you and you're going to make better choices when it comes to the drinking. Yeah, guys, like come on it's like be fucking real. There's nothing fun about being blackout drunk and looking like a fucking idiot doing things you regret the next day. There's nothing fun about that. And if you feel like you need to get to that point to have fun there's bigger problems. Yeah, really big problems that you need to go, you know, see someone for. Yes, no one thinks it's cool. No one thinks it's funny. Just have some self-respect and be able to control yourself. Yeah, people might laugh in the moment because they're all wasted. They're laughing then, at you. Yeah, but they're laughing at you. That's the thing. They're laughing at you. They're like, wow, he's really fucking wasted, like laughing at you. Trust me, I've been there a dozen times. Exactly. So just have some self-respect. A couple drinks is not going to kill you, but need to have that self-control. Yep. All right. That's all the questions we have. So I can sprint up there and go check for a few. All right. We'll stop the podcast now and we'll see you guys later. Awesome. Peace.